Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Uh, you've reached another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast successfully, and we're thankful for that. Um, but I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we're happy you're here. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening along. We've got a really cool episode planned. We are, after a few weeks off, we are back with another Cantina discussion with a question from yours truly. Um, but first, we've got some news to throw at you. Um, so I'll kick it off um, in the world of publishing. Um, we found out about two things that Star Wars just kind of threw up on their website. I missed them when they hit originally. Um, but one is the fact that there is a new audiobook coming out centered around Dr. Afra. And for those of you, do you guys know who Dr. Afra is? No. Does True. she work on Afros? Uh, no, she doesn't. Oh, she. Oh. Uh, so in the original run of the Darth Vader comic, the Marvel Darth Vader comic from 2018, question mark, uh, the original run, not the Dark Lord of the Sith one, but there was a, there was a character introduced named Dr. Aphra. Um, and she's a galactic archaeologist and she has two droids that she travels with that one is an, it's a, a 3PO unit. And then one is an, I think an R4 unit, but they're both modified to be killers. So they're oh, basically wow. assassin droids. It's really cool. So anyways, to keep it short, she ends up um, teaming up with Darth Vader and doing stuff for him. Um, and she actually pretty quickly became a fan favorite character. Um, so much so that uh, she got her own spinoff comic and she has got merchandise. So she has a Black Series figure um, and a few other things. So she's she's quickly becoming like a, a fan favorite character from the uh, literary world of the Star Wars publishing stuff. Um, so she's getting her own audiobook called Dr. Dr. Afra, an audiobook original. Um, and it is narrated with a full cast, which is super cool because um, I, love when I do that stuff. Yeah. Did you read uh, do, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost or listen to it? No, I didn't read or listen to it, but like, Majority of the Star Wars books that I do read, I actually listen to them on audiobook as well sometimes, or both right. like, at the same time. So majority of all Star Wars books do have full cast, or they have one really amazing voice actor who plays right. all the roles, and you really don't realize that it's only one guy talking or a girl right. lady talking. So like I, I love what they do with the Star Wars stuff. And honestly, mm -hmm. it's my almost my preferred way to read the books is to listen and follow along on paper um, right because it's hard to just listen unless you're driving like i can't focus i'm just sure. sitting on a couch listening to it like i would have to follow along but you get all the sound effects you get the planes and like or not yeah. the, plane, the ships and stabbing like it, they cut out some wording because you can hear it so yeah, it's really cool, and I I like really specifically when they have a full cast, because um, the du the Dooku Jedi Lost book had separate voice actors 
for Dooku. They got the the actress that plays Ventress from the Clone Wars. She came back and she did stuff and like it's super fascinating because I mean it's essentially you're watching like an episode of Clone Wars with the TV off. Like you're just yeah. getting the audio, which is super cool. So well, and that this, Dooku book was only supposed to be an audio book. Yeah, it right? was and I'm salty and about then they that. Kinda Yeah, they pulled a fast one on me. Mm-hmm. So I bought the audiobook. For those of you that want to know why I'm salty, I bought the audiobook. I listened to it. I loved it. And then like two months later, my wife and I are walking into Barnes and Noble. I was actually going to buy another Star Wars book. And you know how they put the new books like right there in the front on like a little table? Mm-hmm. No, I don't read. Oh, uh, well, that's <sighs> fair. Um, so I walk in and I look and I'm like, that's dooku jedi lost like a physical copy and they were like yeah it's going to be an audiobook of uh exclusive like it's only going to be audiobook and then i'm like wait a second there's a physical copy here what the heck so i bought it anyways um <laughs> but surprise this audiobook for dr afra is actually out today it dropped today bam um so if you if you're looking for a digital download like audible or what wherever you uh, do your audiobooks? It's live as of today, so go check that out. Um, also, kind of look like Rose. I don't know. Doesn't she literally look like Rose? If you go to the Star Wars website, I can send this to you guys so you guys can know what I'm talking about. I mean, she she kind of does, but I mean, dude, not, she, not really. Maybe Rose's me. sister. Then I mean, she gets that like that. I don't know. She has like the whole helmet with goggles and sure. She doesn't look like she, she works for the Republic or the empire. I mean, she doesn't look like she works for the empire, you know? Well, she doesn't work for the empire. She works for Darth Vader specifically. Oh, there's a difference. There's a, there's a bit of a difference and I'm not going to get into the story right now, but, uh, so if you guys want to, I was going to say, if you guys want to know more, you can go to starwars.com uh, slash news slash who uh, is Dr. What, how do you pronounce her last name? Afra. Afra. And that will bring you to the article about it. And there's actually, which is kind of cool. If you guys look at the comic book real quick, it's there's part of the comic book is what's his name from episode four, putting on, the arm that um, Obi-Wan cut off from the cantina. Oh, yeah. Panda Baba. Yeah, he's getting a new arm. Hmm. I don't yeah. know why they show that in there. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, in other um, publishing news, this one was the one that I was really excited about. I actually went online this past weekend. And... Uh, for those of you who may or may not have listened to my top five characters, Grand Admiral Thrawn is up there, really high on my list. I love Thrawn. I love the. I love Do Timothy you Zahn. What as he an, was on yours? I don't. He was I, mine got, and Jeremiah's number two. Uh, right? No, I, it was not my number two. No. Are you sure? I thought we had the same one. It was my number two. I, I swear. Think I, was, I think I was five. Mine was five. Okay. Well, he's up there for all of three of us. Was he your number two, Andrew? Um, I, d- I don't remember. I'm trying to find the note, but um, I don't anyway. know where it is. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 
Um, so Thrawn is one of my all-time favorites. I love Timothy Zahn as an author. I love the Expanded Universe Thrawn books, and I, I love the canon Thrawn books now. And I was actually, this weekend, I was curious because I was like, man, I know the new Thrawn uh, Chiss Ascendancy, or Thrawn Ascendancy, excuse me, uh, trilogy of books is supposed to be, like the first one's supposed to be dropping soon. So I Googled it, and lo and behold, on July 8th, yes, you heard me correctly, freaking like 13 days ago now, starwars.com posted um, the prologue to the book, the new book. And I was very surprised, very pleasantly surprised. Um, so we are not going to get into this now, but uh, Drew and I are actually going to do a separate episode uh, in a similar fashion to the Light of the Republic or the Light of the Jedi, excuse me, novel excerpt that we got a few weeks ago. Um, we're going to actually talk about this in detail but if you are interested in New Thrawn content and you haven't read this already, same place, starwars.com slash news. Um, it's, you'll have to scroll a little bit, but it's called War Begins in Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. Um, and you can go and actually read the prologue on starwars.com. So if you have time and you love Thrawn or you love to read, go check that out. It's really good. Um, I, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So, so yeah, Jeremiah, like Andrew said, we are going to go over this. Um, so if you don't want to read it, but you want to know, like still know everything, you just don't have time to read it. Um, stay tuned. Cause I think next week we're going to go over it and it'll be juicy. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jeremiah, you've got another piece of news for us. Yeah. So news, uh, concerning John Boyega, who played Finn in the sequel trilogy. Um, he posted a picture on Instagram uh, on set of something he's working on. And someone commented on it and said, uh, force fin in action with green lightsaber dressed in black is all I want from the next Star Wars film. And Boyega actually responded to the comment and said, LOL, no thank you. I've moved on. Heart emoji. And then someone else commented something and Boyega uh, responded, not into playing one role for too long. I have more to offer than that. That's all. And so he, people are kind of up in arms about how he's kind of like not wanting to reprise his role again. And so some he people just... are thinking that it has to do with like, or someone else commented, but he never responded, but said, you know, there are bad movies when even you don't want to go back to them. Excited to see you in future projects though. And so people are thinking that he is so mad at Star Wars and upset at Star Wars that he doesn't want to go back to it. But I don't know. It's just interesting that he doesn't see himself reprising the role, at least not for a while. Um, I I have a little bit of an, of an unpopular opinion here um, that I don't know if it's the fact that he's tired of Star Wars or more tired of the fans. Probably both. Because we kind of showed our butts as a whole for the past few years. <laughs> whether, I mean, to be fair, whether it's justified or not, don't get me wrong. Like, some of it is a thousand percent justified, but like, I don't know. It, things got vicious from time to time. So, all of that, all of that being said, that just means um, if you're interested in the possibility of a retcon, first of all, go listen to our episode 
um, about the retcon, the possibility of a retcon for the sequel trilogy. Um, we go really in depth on that stuff, but um, what this may mean is that if they do end up retconning it and doing a new trilogy using uh, the theory of the world between worlds, Finn's probably not going to be in it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think Finn, he was he was doing other things too before Star Wars. I I just. I think he just doesn't want to become like a Mark Hamill number two where Oh yeah, like, sure. He just wants to make sure that he separates himself from Star Wars and that's not all he can do is just a Star Wars role. Right. And I feel like and he's a, a great lot actor. Of, yeah. And a lot of Star Wars characters they kinda do get stuck in that one role. Right. And it's kinda scary to be a Star Wars actor sometimes and he probably just he he just got done filming it. And there's already rumors that they might botch them all and call them legends and they might redo them all. And he's probably just like, I'm don't. I can't imagine how those actors feel if they do do that. They just like, I want to say wasted all that time, but they will in the fans eyes, they wasted all that time. And so I feel like it's just not. He probably just doesn't want to deal with Star Wars or Star Wars fans, and and I don't blame him. I don't know. Part of me thinks that he just used Star Wars to make a name for himself, and now that he used it, now he's gonna be famous. He's gonna be famous and do his own thing. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, if you're gonna go into Star Wars, like you need to know that it's a lifelong commitment in a sense. <laughs> and yeah. so to, to just use it for a few years and then abandon it, it seems kind of, I mean, I don't an think, insult to the fans. I don't think it's a lifelong commitment. Well, it is for everyone in the original trilogy. Well, right. But that was everyone in the original trilogy like this. And also thing. in the prequels too, like that lingers too. Like, sure. But they're done, but they, they ended the Skywalker saga, which means more than likely like they're not going to have any more obligations. Yeah, and I, I feel like the, he might, he'll probably reprise his role, but like I said, he just got done. And people yeah. are already talking about and I mean, let's have a, their spin or Finn spinoff, which honestly, as a fan, I don't want that. I Sure. I Well, and... We should we should definitely move on, but I don't I don't blame him if if that was his intent. I don't blame him. It was a strategic move. I mean, but he's got other st- stuff he's working on anyways. He's got his own record label, and he's helping to produce music and stuff. And so, um, and he's doing a lot for London. So, oh yeah, he's doing a, a crap ton of stuff there, stuff like that. So yeah, so Star Wars is probably the last thing on his mind right now. Right. But speaking of Star Wars again, because this is a Star Wars podcast, Drew, you got some toy yes. news. Toy news. I should have like my own intro for toy news, you guys. Come on. Um, so yesterday or today, I think it was today. It was, uh, what day is it today? Yes, it was announced today. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Trading Outpost is going to make an appearance in multiple stores and Target. It seems like it's actually just Target.com. 
Um, but anyways, I'm gonna go over um. So pretty much the t- like characters and stuff that you can only get at Galaxy's Edge is actually going to some of them are gonna make an appearance at Target. Um, it seems right now it's just Target, but I don't know if that's don't quote me on that. That's just what it says. So you can buy a pop that is a it's R five unit pop. I honestly like I've been to Galaxy's Edge. I don't recognize this unit. I think it might be one of them that's just sitting outside on the side of the road, but or like on like during Galaxy's Edge. I don't recognize him, but anyways, you can buy that pop. Um, Funko Pop. Then you can buy the Millennium Falcon, their edition of the Millennium Falcon. So you get Hondo, Naka, and Chewbacca in the box and with the Millennium Falcon. And honestly, I don't think we've had a Millennium Falcon. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But I don't think we've had a Millennium Falcon model since um, Solo, I think. And then the solo one had had that cockpit in the front, so it was a little different looking. So this will be kind of cool to pick up. Um, and then you can get there's a BB unit that kind of looks like the ones that you can build, but um, it's just a red BB unit and it's a remote control one. I don't know how big it is. It doesn't really look like the same size that they you can make at Galaxy's Edge, but it could be. Um, there's a black spire captain um black figure and it's like a red um kind of like their stormtrooper it's pretty cool looking you can get the dj as a black figure so it's the dj that um dj r3x he's the dj that plays in the cantina and the black spire outpost and then last but not least you can get um, the Lego, it's a Lego set. Um, it is the ITS transport ship. So if you guys don't know, that's the ship that you go into when you go on the ride for the ride of resistance, you get on that ship and then you get captured by, um, was it not the resistance the whatever the bad guys. First order. The, the first order. Fire. But anyways, yeah. And also, guys, Hasbro has announced that they're making a three-pack, Um, I guess, like a... Uh, how would you describe this, Andrew? A three-pack toy set? set toy set. Yeah, toy it's set. like a action figure set. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. But anyways, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a three-pack of Echoes, Fives, and Jesse from Clone Wars, and they're just three and three-quarter inch. Um, I'm going to try to find this. I doubt I'll ever actually find this because Hasbro is the worst at actually putting out the right number of toys for... Well, it did say in the description that it's going to be a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. So you have to get it online. Oh, actually, I have to order it right now. Yeah. So if if those of you that don't know Habro, Habro, wow, I can't talk. Habro. Apparently, uh, Hasbro has their own online service called Hasbro Pulse, and it's kind of like, you know, you can get stuff directly. It's essentially you getting them get stuff directly from them. Like you can go yeah, online, you can pre-order stuff, you can get probably stuff that, gone. huh? I said it's probably already gone. Yeah. Well, no. 
I don't, I mean, I, I haven't looked into it yet, but, um, so check that out on Hasbro Pulse. But the, the cool thing about these figures, Drew, is mm-hmm. that they have removable helmets. Yeah. It's super cool. For three cool. and three quarter inch, like they're really detailed and I love the three and three quarter inch line. Um, hardcore collectors. That's what they prefer, especially the old school collectors. So for you guys, this is probably for sure a grab if you didn't see it. Honestly, though, if you're a hardcore collector and a three three quarter inch collector, you probably already pre ordered this. This is why I I think it's. I'm gonna go look throughout this episode, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, it, <laughs> oh, it releases in September, so I don't. You can't actually get it right now. But you could probably pre order it at some point, dude. Everybody's pre ordering stuff nowadays. I bet if yes. people could figure out how a way to pre-order air they would anyways well on that note uh <laughs> uh we're gonna take a quick transition into the cantina uh for tonight's or today's or this afternoon's whenever you're listening to this uh this episode's cantina discussion uh so here we go All right, we're here, um, and really quickly, while we're in the cantina, before things get underway, I wanted to make note that I recently, within probably the last like 20 minutes or so, finished a cup of iced coffee from Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, and Drew, you're never going to believe this, but I got my beans through their subscription option. No way. Yeah, so... Uh, I live in North Carolina. Wesley Andrews isn't in North Carolina. And they have this really cool option where you can get beans shipped straight to your door. And they're super good. So really quickly, before we get into it, listen to a quick word from the sponsor of today's video. And by that, I mean episode. (laughs) Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code EMPIRERADIO with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Buy that subscription, y'all. And here's the thing. I that wasn't just like a planned like a pre-planned plug. I actually just finished recently finished a glass because I was getting kind of tired. And it's it's great stuff, y'all. It's great stuff. You can go buy nitro. What coffee was it? Huh? What coffee did you drink? Oh, the Rwanda. Mm, that is good. Yeah. It's it's great for icing. Um, flash chilling and interestingly enough for those of you who are listening and your coffee nerds um, I forgot to put ice in my uh, carafe when I was doing the pour over 
because I, I normally do like the flash chill method where you pour it over ice and then you pour that over more ice. Mm-hmm. But I forgot the ice. I was doing a few things at once, multitasking, and I just started pouring. And I was like, oh, f- well, dang it. You fool. And then I zeroed out my scale. I iced, or I iced, I added the appropriate amount of ice and just kind of, kind of swished it around a little bit inside <laughs> uh, the carafe. And it actually turned out really good. Cool. So even when you mess yeah. up the recipe, Wesley Andrews stuff is good. So anyways. Yeah. And I so, roasted that, so. Yeah, you did. So yeah. All right. All right. We're here. We're in the cantina. And it's time to do a discussion. So I have a question. And that question was inspired by the previous episodes that we did on the Star Wars Infinity series of comics. And those are very much worth the listen if you haven't gone back and listened to those yet. Um, but I was, I was inspired by the, this what-if concept, right? Um, that was kind of the cornerstone of those comics. And so I was thinking about how Obi-Wan was in Revenge of the Sith was sent to battle General Grievous and he was sent very purposely by the Jedi Council because they believed, um, and this is from the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, which is which is canon. Um, but they believed he was the only dualist in the Order that could actually that had a chance uh, in defeating General Grievous. So they send him to Utapau. We know this, and he goes and fights. And while he's there, the events of Order sixty six take place. So the Jedi go to arrest the Chancellor. And that goes horribly wrong. And then he sends Anakin to kill a bunch of children, yada, yada, yada. So my question is, do you think, it's kind of a two-part question. One, do you think the outcome would have been different if Obi-Wan had still been on Coruscant? So that's part one. And then the second part is, if you do, what do you think the outcome would have been? Hmm. So let's say I'll, I'll be a little bit more specific. Let's say Obi Wan was there and he went with Mace Windu to arrest the Chancellor. Well, if that would have happened, then Obi Wan would have been killed because Yoda Are you does sure. Because Yoda did say that Obi Wan is not strong enough to defeat the Chancellor, so he had to go find Anakin. So we know that most likely Obi-Wan would have been killed by Palpatine if he went with Mace Windu. So I would say that. But I think when it comes to Obi-Wan being in the presence of Anakin during these events, I would say that most likely he would have... Anakin would have had someone to talk to about everything going on. And so um, rather than being sitting in his, his room by himself and pondering everything and, or no, he wasn't, no, he was, sorry. He was in the, 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 the council chamber, right? Right. Cause yeah. he, was, he was looking out and he's like forced looking at Padme across the city or whatever that, that, that <laughs> yeah. cool, I, I like that scene, yeah, but, nice. um, he was all by himself, and so he was alone with his thoughts. And we know that like people who are in very emotionally stressed situations, when they're alone with their thoughts, it can go 
downhill really quick. And so for him always struggling against the dark side and being tempted by Palpatine, this whole movie, um, his thoughts were there and he had no one to talk to. Everyone was gone. And, you know, Ahsoka was off on Mandalore. And so he didn't even have Ahsoka. And so I would say that that we know that now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think that if like the whole, it's interesting though, because we have to understand that yes, Palpatine had a giant plan, but it was still a chess game where he didn't know all the moves on the other side specifically. Sure. And so the fact that the council took, uh, Obi-Wan away from Coruscant, that was when Palpatine knew he could really do his worst against Anakin. And so, yeah, I think that Anakin would not have turned to the dark side if if Obi-Wan was there. Uh, he, I also don't think he would have turned to the dark side if Ahsoka was there with him. Um, but if, mm-hmm. for some reason, Obi-Wan went to go fight Palpatine with Mace Windu and other people, I think Obi-Wan would have been killed. Okay. Drew. All right. That's fair. Um, I, I disagree because I think with Obi-Wan with, um, all those other guys to go fight, I think that would have helped. Also, if Anakin would have showed up, and saw what Mace Windu was doing, and instead of killing Mace Windu, like he saw, like Obi Wan was there also talking and saying, "Yes, we need to get rid of him now." He might have done it, um, unless like Palpatine just ended those people right away. Yeah, I think because the big thing, right, that Pal or Anakin turned bad because he killed Mace Windu, right? Well, that was like one of the cut his arm off and then he fell. Palpatine killed him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that was like the big thing, right? What have I done? You know, and so like I think (laughs) if Obi Wan was in that room, he might have not done that. Um, it would have made a really interesting movie. Yeah, because like, what if? I mean, you can think of it like. Maybe it would have been more intense fight between Palpatine because Obi Wan would have been fighting as well. It would have just been a really interesting scenario of events. But yeah, I think I think uh, Anakin, like Obi Wan, probably could have talked some sense into Anakin at that moment in that stressful situation, and maybe he wouldn't have done what he done. Um, but then we wouldn't have got the sweet. Uh, what have I done memes and you know <laughs> I still I still quote that almost on a daily basis y'all what have I done <laughs> well, what have I done um it's one of my favorites um okay well sweet that's the end of the episode thanks for listening uh, no, um, no 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 I'm joking <laughs> what another thought though is that um but I, I wonder what Palpatine's plan was because he had a plan to have Anakin become his apprentice apart from 
Obi-Wan going to Utapau. And so I wonder sure. what that was and how that would have been fleshed out if if uh, Obi-Wan didn't go. Well, like, he, here here's my theory on that. I I don't think he had a solidified plan. I think the genius behind Palpatine was his adaptability, his flexibility, and his, the, the ability for him to I mean he was he was an opportunist. He would see things and he had such an uncanny ability alongside the dark side of the force to like take advantage of situations right there in the moment, right? And yeah. so I don't know me personally, I don't think he had a specific plan laid out. But what I do know is that he knew kind of what the end goal was, you know, pretty clearly. Because he he did want him to be his apprentice. And I think the goal was to take every opportunity possible and begin to manipulate Anakin, cast doubt, cast, um, you know, animosity and frustration and all these things against the Jedi Order. And then eventually, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, um, he takes uh, he takes the opportunity and he solidifies it. And so, um, I don't, um, I, I'm not saying that Anakin would have just turned to the dark side at a later date, you know, mm-hmm. but what I am saying is that I, I agree with Drew. I don't think he would have turned. Now, I don't know if it's for good or if it's, you know, just for that moment. And then two months down the road, you know, Palpatine sees another opportunity and he's like, ha ha, sucker, you're my apprentice now, you know. Um, But I think Obi-Wan's presence, it was the voice that always helped to rein Anakin back in. Um because of the unique relationship that they shared. And then, you know, I hadn't really thought through the whole lightsaber duel thing, but the the frustrating thing about that whole duel, Jeremiah, is that they, they were just kind of throwaway characters, right? So, you know, you had members of the Jedi Council, and they just went and they got slaughtered, which is really frustrating uh, to see. But I feel like Obi-Wan would have been like, he would have been like a voice of reason and been like, uh, guys, like we need to be more careful or, you know, or whatever. Well, well um, earlier in the movie, he's like, we're smarter than this when they got trapped in a tractor beam. So we don't oh, know. Right. About that. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, that's fair. I guess that's really, that's really good evidence against his case. But what I, you know, I would hope that as they're, um, you know, as they're in the, throne his throne room or as they're approaching in the hallway he's like ah, i sent something in the forest let me or wait like, back here at the end of the hallway you guys go first let me see right. what happens <laughs> or like let's, let's position ourselves strategically you know like in a in a perfect world i'd really hope that the fight if obi-wan was there the fight would have been different um and then you know maybe they end up in the same situation um but you know another thing that i didn't um, think about earlier when I was kind of going through this question, but that kind of just popped into my head was if we end up in the same situation, let's say the other masters do get killed, but it's Obi-Wan and it's Mace and they've overpowered the chancellor and you know, Mace has got his lightsaber out. He's like, it's too dangerous to be left alive. What if Obi-Wan was the voice of reason for Mace? 
Because that's the mm. other thing that I, I I could think about. You know, Mace Windu was always kind of the hard ball, if you will. Um, and I think he and Obi Wan had differing and differing opinions enough that Obi Wan might have, you know, stepped up and said something about it. So. Regardless, I think Obi-Wan's presence in the moment would have helped Anakin not turn to the dark side ultimately. Because again, um, like you guys were saying earlier, the the linchpin and kind of the catalyst for the whole thing was the moment with the Mace Windu. And then it began what the Emperor continued to use to, to hold Vader in place. And that is he trapped him emotionally, he trapped him mentally, because now Anakin's created this act and he doesn't feel like there's a way out. So he's like, well, and of course there's other factors, but I think one of the big ones is like, well, now I've now I've got to be his apprentice. Like I've I've committed an act, a horrible act against the Jedi Order. And now I'm here. I'm stuck, you know. Um, and so I think if Obi-Wan had prevented that moment, I don't think Anakin would have fallen to the dark side. Um, I don't think they, you know, I think the other thing is like, we always, we always knew that like there was a side of Obi-Wan where he knew what was happening internally with Anakin, but like he never really knew how to come about it and like say anything about it. And I think if Obi-Wan was forced into a situation and he saw what was happening to Anakin in front of his eyes, I think he might have been able to break out of his shell more and become even more of that brother like slash father figure that Anakin needed. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think it would have happened. Um, you know, and I don't know. You might be right. Like, I, I didn't even think about this, Jeremiah, but if Obi-Wan died in the confrontation with the Chancellor and then Anakin shows up and sees Obi-Wan's dead body on the ground, but it's the same situation with Mace Windu, I don't know. Maybe Anakin would have been so angry with that over his loss that he would have killed the Chancellor himself. Because, I mean, well, in, re- in revenge... I wondered... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to okay. say, in, uh, in, oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, okay. So, but the question then is, because um, the, re- the reason Anakin sided with Palpatine when Mace was there was because he needed Palpatine to save Padme's life. Oh, that's true. So, so if, if Obi-Wan's body was there on the ground, dead, the question then is, would he be more angry at the Chancellor for for killing oh. Obi-Wan? Or would he have a stronger concern for Padme in that moment? See, that is an interesting point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because the interesting thing is in the novelization, I totally forgot about this until like four seconds ago, Palpatine's Palpatine's plan originally, and this is going to make me kind of look like an idiot for saying Palpatine didn't actually have a real plan because he did. I forgot he did. But at least in the novelization, he did. And Palpatine's plan 
was to have Obi-Wan die during the rescue mission to get him over the Battle of Coruscant. And that be the final piece of the puzzle in Anakin's grief and his sorrow and his anger and everything to sway him over to the dark side. So what that might mean is that, honestly, it could be a volatile situation and backfire because like he sees Obi-Wan dead and the Emperor gets smart. He's like, yeah, Mace Windu killed him in his anger, you know, or something stupid oh, like so, that. So is that why in the in the movie uh, when they rescue Palpatine and Obi-Wan is knocked out and trapped like, underneath yes. the thing? He's like, leave him because he needed Obi-Wan yep. to die? Yes. Oh. Yeah, because originally I think... That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's been a really long time since I've read... The, the novelization, but I'm pretty sure Count Dooku was supposed to kill Obi-Wan in the battle. Like he was supposed to kill him in the lightsaber duel. And then that was going to be like Anakin's point where he blows up. And then he's, he was supposed to manipulate him into, you know, farther into the dark side than he already was. Um, but you know, obviously they didn't go that way. Because and at one Anakin was too powerful, and then two, Dooku did the thing where he just threw him over into the 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 not the patio, but the like the overhang part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the original point was to kill him, but that's interesting because if Obi Wan had been there in the in the moment when you know the Chancellor's taking on the Jedi, and then Mace Windu overpowers him but he had died, you know, back to your question, it is interesting. Would he be too blinded by the the fear of losing Padme? And I don't know, but the only, we do know that the only other thing that really centered Anakin in the light side of the force, other than his love for Padme was his relationship with Obi-Wan. And so it's kind of like the two most powerful things internally for him coming up against one another too. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't really, you know, have an answer for that question, but I do think that Obi-Wan being there would have ultimately changed the course of the story in one way or the other. Um, and as funny as it sounds, I think the two major outcomes would have been, it would have thrown him into the dark side like even more so, or it would have completely prevented him from changing altogether, you know, because Obi-Wan tries to break through him to him on Mustafar. And I think, I think he like almost like he, he cracks a little bit of Anakin's shell and gets in a little bit, but because Anakin has already committed the ax and he's already like knee deep in a bunch of crap, you know, he's too far gone for himself, you know, to himself at least. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm betting that if Obi-Wan was able to get to him ahead of time before, um, you know, he got too much involved. I think he would have, um, been able to prevent that. So, so I'm trying to rethink, was there, if I remember correctly, wasn't there a scene in Revenge of the Sith, um, before Anakin turns to the dark side where 
Palpatine talks to like well, one of the Trade Federation guys or whatever that I will have a new apprentice soon or something like that. Yeah. So like he, so I wonder at what how that he knew that that was gonna be that Anakin was gonna turn to the dark side like. Like he knew because he was saying, "My, I'll have a new apprentice soon." So I wonder, like, how right? Well, at what I, point he said that? I have to find that scene and see where he said that. Like, was it before? Because it would have been before Grievous was right was killed, but it was after the confrontation over Coruscant, and so right. his original plan had already gone haywire. Yeah. And then, the but the thing is, is like. Palpatine has always, in numerous movies, talked about how he's foreseen things or things are going exactly right. as he's foreseen it and right. all these things. And so one of the things we we know is one of his strong suits was using the dark side to see into the future and do mm-hmm. it really accurately, like right. more accurately than like Yoda could, you know? Right. Um. So I don't know. Maybe he knew. Maybe he actually had, you know, foresaw for that moment. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he did say that. So, oh man, I'd really just, I'd love to like find a way to just drop Obi-Wan back into that scene and just see how it plays out. Just like have it play out on its own and see what happens. Well, you could write your own fan fiction. Oh gosh. And then you could read it to us. I could. Yeah. Uh, if I can find the time, maybe, maybe I will, <laughs> maybe I'll do that in a future episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh man, that's, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that because of the rabbit hole it would take me down. I'd end up with like a book or something. And then I'd be sad because I knew it wouldn't be canon. Well, maybe if it was good enough, they would, make a canon and change everything else in Star Wars just for that. Dear Lord. And then I'd be rich. And then most of Star Wars fandom would send you hate mail on Instagram. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, for those of you that are listening that have not heard Drew's voice in a while, uh, we noticed or we learned in the middle of the conversation that you're listening to right now, that he had some technical difficulties and for whatever reason can no longer hear Jeremiah or myself. And so he's been out of the conversation and has not been able to get it uh, to work again. So uh, that's why you haven't heard Drew and that's why it's just been the two of us. Um, But that doesn't (laughs) change the fact that we still want your opinion. Right. And so what do you guys think? about you know if obi-wan was there in the in the moment what would have happened would anakin have turned what would it you know what would you know come of that situation so one of the ways you can tell us is if uh you click on the link below this podcast there is a link where uh it'll take you straight to our our anchor.fm site um and you can send us a voicemail you can record something and send it to us um and if we like it who knows we might even play it on the next episode um that'd be cool yeah it would be super cool Especially if one of you decides to write your own fan fiction and it ends up being really, really good. So yeah, uh, we'll listen to it. 
for sure. Yeah. So yeah. do that. And then Jeremiah, what is uh, the other way that they can connect with us? Uh, Facebook.com slash Empire Radio Podcast. Uh, you can definitely reach out to us through that avenue as well as Instagram, which is at Empire Radio Podcast. And we've gotten messages both through both mediums before. So yeah, uh, we, we, we see the messages if you send it. So yeah. And we talk about them. We have a discord yeah. chat where one of us takes a screenshot and then we are like, Oh man, that was really kind of this person or man, that's some really good constructive criticism, criticism. So uh, please do that. The Like we really can't do this without our listeners. Um, and we can't continue to get better without your feedback. Um, and plus, we just want to we just want to hear what you think about, you know, the, the topic for tonight's episode. Uh, what do you think would happen if Obi Wan was there? So, um, also just a heads up: in the near future, this is kind of a teaser. In the near future, we we won't be just limited to those avenues of social media anymore. Uh oh, uh oh. I can't say anything else. I can't. But I, let me just say, there's some really cool stuff that we've we've been chewing on and working on, um, and I think Empire Radio is going to get a lot better in the future, in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. And again, our social media is going to be where you're going to hear about that stuff first. So make sure you're subscribed, you're following us, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using to listen to this. Um, but yeah, we can't do it without you, so... Interact as much as you'd like. All right. But without further ado, unfortunately, this is this is the end of the episode. And now I'm sad. Yep. But you have been listening to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. And Drew's here in the spirit, as he always is. He's like the force ghost kind of standing beside us and smiling at us. And now that that's weird, may the force (laughs) be with you. Always. (laughs) 